Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be back, honestly. Um, these past couple weeks have been, oh, they've been there. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad to be back. Um, and I just feel like this topic is going to be so freeing for some people. And I just thank the Lord for all the topics that he puts into my mind that he uses to reach people. I just feel like it's so beautiful. Everything he does is so beautiful and intricately placed. Um, so I want to open this up with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. And I thank you for allowing us to wake up into this beautiful day with the bright sun that gives us warmth and with the breeze that cools us down and with the oxygen that the trees provide that you have given them the ability to do, Lord Jesus. Father God, I just ask that all that we do today be to the glory of your name, Father God. The Bible says, um, whether we are eating or drinking, we should do it to the glory of your name. So Lord Jesus, Father God, I pray that we are all doing things to the glory of your name and you give us revelation and you give us understanding and wisdom to fulfill your perfect will and fit into your perfect will, Lord Jesus. I pray that your will be done in our lives, Lord Jesus, and that we turn lost souls, we bring people to the kingdom, and we help each other through increasing our faith, Lord Jesus. Father God, we love you, we praise you, and we give you all adoration. I pray that you speak through me, Lord Jesus, and you reach the person that needs to hear this, Father God. For in Jesus' mighty matchless name I pray, amen. <sighs> I just got to describing everything I was seeing because I'm looking outside and the sun is setting. And um, the trees are just, you know, wrestling in the um, in the wind. It just looks so beautiful outside. I just really thank God for nature. I really do love nature. I could sit outside all day if um, there wasn't such thing as bugs. But bugs are necessary, too. It's not for me. <laughs> nah. But um, I just love how everything works out so perfectly. Like, the Bible says, in due time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And I see that happen so many times in my life where it's like, I've been wishing and praying and hoping for this, but God is like, don't worry. Like, you're going to get it in tenfold. You just can't get it now because not only are you probably not ready for it, it I can't give it to you in the, um, ex like, exceeding your expectation and more than what you asked or thought of um, because it's not the time for it yet. But, um, yeah, like I was saying, these past couple of weeks have been pretty rough. Um, and I've just been trusting the Lord and trying to praise him in the midst of my low point, in the midst of my valley. Um, and so it's so amazing how the Lord works. Because this month in my church, we have a theme for every month. And this month is the month of divine peace. Oh, God, it's so good. And so going through all my trials and tribulations, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever the case may be, this is a perfect topic for where I'm at right now. And my pastor was um, reading a passage in the Bible during um, church one time, and it was just like, wow, this is literally the perfect piece to go with the topic the Holy Spirit has given me. So um, 
he loves to read in the Passion Translation, TPT, and it's so good. It's so good to read different versions as well, but I really, really like this version. I think Amplified is my favorite or NLT, one of the two, um, but I also like to compare it to, you know, uh, New King James and King James because King James can be difficult to understand sometimes, but it's also very important that when it's difficult, you break it down. That way you can get a deeper revelation for the scripture, but okay. I'm going to be reading Psalms 46, and it's from verse 1 to 11, and I'm reading in the TPT version. It says, God, you're such a safe and powerful powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble, more than enough, and always available whenever I need you. Verse 2, so we will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. Mm. Verse three, for the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. And then it says, pause in his presence. Or in other words, Selah, which means pause in his presence. Just really read that and deep it and sit in it and just, ooh, God is peace. God is love. God is the word. God is everything good. Pause in his presence. Okay, verse four. God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. Woo! His river flows right through the city of God most high into his holy dwelling places. Verse five, God is in the midst of his city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen and with the appearing of dawn. Verse six, when the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, it's talking about the present time, isn't that not crazy? God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Verse seven, here he comes, the commander. The mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pause in his presence. Sit there and pause in his mightiness. Although he is so peaceful and so gentle, he is so mighty. He knows how to be gently radical for the will of heaven. Oh my gosh. And then they grouped verse eight and nine and it says, everyone look, come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God. For he brings both ruin and revival. Huh. He's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the earth, breaking and burning every weapon of war. Oh, praise God. Verse 10, surrender your anxiety. Be still and realize that I am God. I am God above all the nations and I am exalted throughout the earth. Verse 11, the final verse, here he stands the commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pause in his presence. Do you see how passionate that version is? That's just so good. That's so good to me. And when he read that, I literally felt an uplifting. I felt like those words in and of themselves increased my faith because I was just like the God of all possibilities is looking at me and realizing that I was worth dying for even when 
I feel that I'm undeserving. He said, no, you're my child. I chose you. You need to pause in my presence and realize that I love you and my peace and my grace, my love and favor will speak for you. All you have to do is just dwell in me and I in you and everything will work out just the way I planned it for your life. Ooh, <laughs> God is so good. God never said when you become born again, you won't suffer. It just, it's not like that. In fact, he says, when we do, we should face him and allow it to work out because he's going to bring us through it. He is. And that's described in John 16, 33. And another thing he brought up to me was have faith. Hebrews 11, 1, have faith. Have faith. <laughs> we want everything to make sense. But Proverbs also tells us, lean not on your own understanding. There's no need for faith if everything makes sense. If we can calculate everything, it wouldn't make sense. God wouldn't be the God of miracles if everything made sense. People always ask, what's the point of following him if I'm still going to suffer? Well, first, we're acknowledging that you're suffering regardless of if he's if you accept him or not. But the difference is the more you learn about him and understand his love for you, the easier it gets. You know that these battles are only to make you stronger. You know that the enemy has a hand in, in these trials because he sees you getting closer to what God has for you. Come on, be strong in the Lord. He is the God of all possibilities. So he can help you in your suffering if you simply just give it to him. Matthew 19, 26 says, with, with man, things can be impossible, but with God, the God of all possibilities, the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God who instilled all things good in you, my gosh, <laughs> with him, all things are possible. The Bible says, cast all your worries, anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's in first Peter five, seven. I think it's just so important that we not only focus on, um, verse seven, but we also read verse six as well. So I'm going to read the amplified version, um, of verse first Peter chapter five, verse six through seven. It says, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, set aside self-righteous pride, wow, so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Come on. Verse seven, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Woo! God is so good. I wanted to share some of my struggles and some Bible verses that I lean on um, so that, you know, I can pray against these struggles that I'm going through. So one is pride in my struggle. And you're like, well, why are you so prideful in your struggle? Like you need to be asking for help. That was my issue. I stopped asking for help for fear of judgment or disappointment. But I, I had to realize that I was asking the wrong people. I was asking people. <laughs> That's the problem. I need to be asking God and allow him to use his children to help me. Allow this situation to build me to be stronger so that I know for next time. James 4.10 is just so important because um, I'm going to read the amplified version. James 4.10, it says, humble yourselves. 
with an attitude of repentance in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. He can use people in different positions to bless you with resources or even a solution. Even if it's a word like, oh, um, God is using this instance to strengthen you so that next time this won't be an issue for you. Or here's a solution. Here's the resources that you need. Here's the money that you need. Here's the space that you need. Here's the platform that you need. God is so good. Another struggle that I have is gluttony in food. It was so hard for me because fasting was really not an option <laughs> before when I was a lukewarm Christian. It just really was not an option for me. Um, I would let the devil just tell me to start tomorrow. Start again. The Lord will forgive you. His grace is sufficient for you. Like. Just, it's okay. Like, the Lord knows your body's like, no, just eat. <laughs> just eat. And so, a scripture that I lean on for that is Proverbs 23, verse 21. And I'm, of course, going to read the Amplified version. I told you I love that version. It says, For the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty, and the drowsiness of overindulgence will clothe one with rags. Jeez. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I always was like, I'm going to be hungry later, so why don't I just get food now for later? Because I know later my stomach, stomach is going to be doing one kind. We die, I must, I must eat this food. And I was just, it got to a point where I was like, ah, I've finished my money. I've chopped my money finished. I've eaten my money. I've swallowed it for hunger. You're not starving. What's your problem? Just be calming down. And this isn't <laughs> to be saying this to anybody else. These are the thoughts that I was having with myself. Like, why do you, why must you overindulge? And the more I was able to dive into that, the easier it got because I was asking the Lord questions. Lord, why is this such a struggle for me? Why can't I, you know, um, be easy on the food? Why do I have to, you know? asking him to reveal certain aspects of things and help me um, in my fasting. And so fasting became easier. I'm not saying it's not hard, but it became easier for me. And I remember my first successful fast, man, the rejoicing. <laughs> it was just such an amazing feeling to know that, you know, the Lord is answering even the smallest of our requests. Okay. Uh, another one is discipline. Specifically, money management. Before it used sure to be, <laughs> before it used to be an issue with um, going to the gym, but I conquered that, and then it became money issues. Like you're spending your money so much, you're going all these places with your credit card, girl. He ain't got it. Calm down. You trying to have your cake and eat it too? Just relax. So Proverbs 29, 15 says, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left undisciplined brings his mother to shame. Ooh, God loves us. Therefore, he has to discipline us by correction and love. So when you're hearing the voice like, you're not good enough. Why are you even doing all this? Like, these people don't care. That's not the voice of the Lord. The Lord is gentle. The Lord is going to come and be like, my child, I've given you this job. I've given you these resources so that you can do for other people, so that you can help what you've been praying for. You can help fulfill the purpose that I have given to you, not so you can be going out and just 
doing whatever you want to do. I love you enough to tell you this. So we we have to take heed to that because if we have no discipline, we fall easily to the hand of the wicked one. Um, Proverbs 13, 24 says, without discipline, it shows a feeling of hatred because you don't love someone enough to tell them they're wrong. When I can't tell my friends no, they're like, oh, let's go out to eat. I'm like, sure. You know what? Like, let's, let's do it. You feel me? Let's, we might as well go out. I've showed hatred towards myself. Ooh, nah, that's deep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right now. Um. Another struggle is anxiety, subconsciously worrying about tomorrow and my future. You know, so many times, like, people don't even realize it, but they're anxious in a way that they're like, oh, my gosh, if I don't go to sleep right now, am I going to have enough energy for tomorrow? Now you've stressed yourself out. You've worried. You've stayed up for longer. You've even woken up with the same attitude you went to sleep with because when you feel a certain way before you sleep, your sleep is a vulnerable state. So you've went to sleep with that spirit, the spirit of anxiety. So now you wake up feeling heavy hearted. Wow. The Lord is dropping revelations as I'm speaking to you all, because this is not something that I thought of previously. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> so Matthew 634 says, so do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Literally. <laughs> literally yesterday was a lot so why am i worrying about today yesterday why tomorrow is gonna is gonna be a whole different day with a whole bunch of different goals why am i worrying about tomorrow today i need to leave those worries alone stop trying to have everything figured out there's no faith with that there's no faith with worrying another one is not being satisfied I wrote this when the Holy Spirit was filling me with ideas, um, with episode ideas. Um, and it was during my three-day fast in, like, the beginning of August, like, August 1st through 3rd. And I didn't know that he would answer me through a book and a Bible study that I was doing with one of my sisters in Christ, peace. Um, so we're currently reading a book called The Resolution for Women, and it's very God-centered. And the first chapter is called Surprisingly Satisfied. Um, from that, I got the understanding that I need to be focused on the now, the present, what's happening now, because my season is currently asking me to reflect of the now and not be so focused on what's to come next, because it's going to consume me. I'm always going to be focusing on, okay, this was nice, but what's next? I will never be content because I'm focusing on what is next? What's tomorrow going to hold? What, is it, what if I do this? What is that going to do for me? And I'm never realizing how good I have it now and how it is enough. Going back to my issue, my issue of money management, I had to realize that God gives me what I need when I need it. He's not going to give me anything too early, too late, because in due time, the Lord will do it. If I don't have enough money to go and do enjoy and go out to the Dominican Republic, it's not for me right now. The Lord could be saving me from something that could happen in the Dominican Republic. He's giving me enough to pay my bills and to help the people around me. That's enough. That's enough. Be content. Be joyous in the fact that what you have right now is where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to have. 
Um, another struggle that I have is thinking God is too far for me. And this isn't like physical distance, but like spiritual position and the ability to gain, to gain understanding. Um, I keep things in my heart, but I don't speak it out to him because I'm thinking like, you know, oh, he's all knowing. I don't need to tell him anything. He knows my heart. And that could be the issue. Like, I don't get the opportunity to understand or let go of something if I don't speak on it. It's the same way if I'm in the house with my sister and she just senses I have an attitude with her, but I never spoke it out because I knew my heart. And she knows, like, oh, I have an attitude. So, like, basically say sorry or help me get an understanding on why you did this to me, why you did so-so-and-so. That's not the way God operates. You literally, that's why it says pray without ceasing. It's not always sit there, Heavenly Father, thank you for this, thank you for this, thank you for that. It can be just a simple conversation, Lord. Today's been really hard. It's been very draining. I'm going through this, this, and this. Lord, please help me. Your your humble servant is crying out. Lord Jesus, I need understanding on this. I need clarification. And then he can send someone something, a word, whatever the case may be, a situation, because the Lord can speak to you in so many different ways. But he can send understanding through so many things because you have now asked for it. You've yearned for it. You've spoken to him about it. And that way it becomes easier to understand. And therefore you can move forward without having that anxiety, without thinking, oh, I can't understand this because, you know, I haven't spoken it out. That's why you can't understand it. So I just think it's so important, despite your struggles, to know that God is there to help you, not to have everything figured out and then forced upon you because he gives us free will. You need a mindset of a disruptor, disruptive thinker. Whoa. Sorry, that came out so weird. You need a mindset of a disruptive thinker. I think that's so important. And you're like, wait, what do you mean by that? You can't sit and think with the thought process of everyone else in the world. It just wouldn't make sense. That foundation and that mindset lacks faith. Therefore, it lacks structure. The Bible says not to lean on your own understanding. Don't sit there and try to think according to what the world can give to you the worldly understanding, the understanding that makes sense. Where's your faith? You need to be thinking, I serve a God of all possibilities. Therefore, in this situation, God, I need help on this. And I'm expectant that X, Y, and Z will happen to the glory of your name. Therefore, I can go out and testify. And it won't always happen that way that it will be given to you. But you need to have the the radical faith because he is God of all possibilities. You need to remember that God got you through your struggles. The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley, the valley, the low points, the hard times, the struggles, the trials, the tribulations, I won't have fear of failure. I won't have fear of being the best or having the best outcome not happen. Because you are with me, meaning he is all we need in order to be successful through this time on earth. We're going to live for an eternity. We're going to live for an eternity. And you have the free will to choose where you're spending eternity. This time on life is so short. People live, okay, up to like 120. 
and then you have eternity after that. Oh my gosh, that's forever. That's like, for, that's forever. Are you going to allow yourself to suffer for eternity because you didn't want to get to know the Heavenly Father of everything good? Or are you going to spend time getting to know him and understanding how you should live an exemplary life that Jesus orchestrated also when he was on earth? He was flesh too, and there was a lot of temptation around him. There was a lot of, he he got angry sometimes. The devil tried to tempt him after his 40-day fast. So it's not that it's impossible for us, but we need to lean on the strength of the Lord. Never, ever, ever forget. Please don't ever forget Romans 8.28. Please. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things, the good, the bad, the ugly, to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Wow. Jesus. Come on. So we simply need to follow the two greatest commandments, which is outlined in Matthew. Love the Lord your God. That's the first commandment. And the second great commandment, and it's equal to the first, is love your neighbor as yourself. And everything else will fall into place. If you love the Lord, the things he hates would make you want to turn away from them. The Lord hates someone who's a heavy drinker, who just drinks out of their mind. He doesn't hate them. He hates the sin. But um, the Lord doesn't like when someone sits there and they're heavily drinking. So therefore, because I love God, I wouldn't do that to him. And I'm not saying this to condemn anyone because I was there in college. I was there. I want you to know I was there. I'm trying to show you the love of God. I'm trying to show you how he can bring you out because I was there and I'm here now. (laughs) So the love of God can take you out of a situation where you feel you're doing great until you get out of it and you look at it from a, a, a perspective of the outside. Wow, God is so good. I just really pray that this word edified and encouraged you. Um, because it's just so important to know that though you're going through trials and tribulations, you're not alone. And if you just give it to God, watch him make a testimony out of that. God can fill any void that you're, if you feel you don't have enough money, give it to God. You feel depressed, give it to God. Suicidal thoughts, give it to God. Lack of peace, give it to God. Lack of love, give it to God. Desire for marriage, give it to God. Confusion, give it to God. I'm telling you, he will literally, he loves you so much that he will figure it out for you and give you the revelation. All you have to do is be obedient. It might not make sense, but you're not leaning on your own understanding. You're having faith that what he's telling you to do, because it's good and it's backed up by the word, that it's going to work out for you. Man, God is so good. (laughs) And with that word, I'm going to pray us out. God is so good. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. Ooh, I praise you. I give you adoration. Because honestly, this wasn't me speaking. 
This was you speaking through me. And I just love you so much for that, for using me, Father God. Lord Jesus, I pray that whoever this is for touches them. Lord Jesus, I thank you for touching me as well. Because through the words that you spoke with my mouth, Lord Jesus, I too was edified in this session. Lord Jesus, I thank you and I praise you and I give you all adoration. And I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice is granted a peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord Jesus. Father God, and anyone trusting you for anything, that they will receive it exceedingly abundantly above all that they can ask or think in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that they receive your grace and your mercy, Lord Jesus, and they have a softened heart towards you, Lord Jesus, and they pour it out and they talk to you and they pray without ceasing and they allow you to come in and remodel the home that is their temple, Lord Jesus, the body that is their temple, Lord Jesus. Father God, I love you and I praise you for in Jesus' mighty matchless name I pray. Amen. Woo, Holy Spirit. Okay, y'all. I also want you to please stay tuned on the Instagram at Pray Different Podcasts for the three-part series of faith because I just feel it is so important and so edifying. If you guys have any questions, any concerns, any comments, whatever the case may be, um, you can DM me. If you have my number, you can text me. Um, you can call me. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. 